When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. to an all-quarterback edition of College Football Live. I'm Christine Williamson, not a former quarterback. We got Greg McElroy, Andre Ware, and I want to get your bio right because it's so impressive, George. Over the past five years, he's coached and developed some of the biggest quarterbacks in the game, including four of the last five, five Heisman Trophy winners and the last three quarterbacks to go number one overall. That is one George Whitfield Jr. Happy to be here with you guys on this fine Wednesday Let's start with the Heisman winner from last season because the player coming into the 2022 season after being crowned the best player in college football last season in 2021, he was the first Alabama quarterback to win the Heisman and he set school records in passing yards and touchdowns. He ended the season ranked in the top two in the FBS in 20-yard completions and total QBR and the kid with all eyes on him, Bryce Young, spoke to the media yesterday. Our receivers, especially last year, this year throughout the entire offseason, um, you know, we've all we've all grown and gotten gotten a lot more comfortable. They do a great job of, like you said, breaking off their routes, of executing scramble drill, getting open, knowing that once they see the pocket breakdown, um, they they done a great job of picking up on knowing where to go. Um, is something we we talk about a little bit. So uh, for me, it's just evaluating what's best for the team, trying to whether it's throwing the ball, running the ball. Uh, whatever it is, just trying to keep my eyes downfield and, and, and do what gets us the most yards. He's so understated and soft-spoken. I love that. Uh, I'm going to start with you, George, <laughs> on this one. What do you see when you evaluate Bryce Young? Uh, in my humble opinion, Bryce Young is college football's best general. He's the most battle-tested. Uh, that showed not just in the playoffs and the national championship game, but really when we saw him fend off Auburn with those two 90-yard drives in the fourth quarter. Uh, he navigates, he leads, he handles the pressure. He is never a liability. He always plays like an asset, and he stays at a five. And Greg and Andre can attest to that. Staying at a five produces. Getting caught in the swings, it oftentimes will take you off the rails. Uh, he, he's a killer. What I like most about him is his instincts, George. And I think that obviously if you're going to be a top-level caliber quarterback at the college level, you can throw it, you can run it, you can be accurate, pushing the ball down the field. What all those are, are requirements, they're no-brainers. But what he does really well is he senses pressure, he understands where his answers are within the offense, and he gets the ball in his hands. You see on so many different occasions him throwing receivers open. Oftentimes they're covered when he releases the football, but the time it arrives – they open up. And I think his understanding, too, of pressures just shows me just how mature he is. He studies it. He anticipates it. And so many guys, especially early in their college career, they're going to try to beat pressure and blitzes and unblocked defenders with their athleticism. He doesn't do that. He beats them with, their, with his intellect. And Andre, to me, that shows a mature player 
that has a great understanding of where his weaknesses are within the protection and where his answers are within the route tree. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Greg. I, what I see is composure, poise, some of the same things that George described. And he throws just the prettiest ball and one of the prettiest balls in all of college football. I'm glad to see that he added some weight, the 10 pounds of weight gain and muscle gain that he added over the offseason so that he can kind of limit himself from an injury standpoint going into 2022. But you talk about poise and a guy that's just really everyone feeds from him. Uh, it's the, I don't want to say lack of energy, but it's the poise in the huddle that a lot of his teammates kind of play on that even keel as well. And it allows for a lot of success on the offensive side. You see it on the bottom of your screen there, Young, the second best odds to win the Heisman in 2022. Who could possibly be the favorite going into this season? Well, there's a guy in Columbus, Ohio named C.J. Stroud that finished fourth in Heisman voting last season who is currently the favorite to win it this season, according to Caesars Sportsbook. In 2021, he finished with the top QBR in the country and was in the top three in passing touchdowns and completion percentage. George, I'm going to start with you here on this one. Um, obviously, we're coming off of the offseason. What improvements have you seen in Stroud's game? Well, getting a chance to talk to him, I haven't watched him a ton through spring, but I did get to visit, spend some days with him here in L.A. about a month ago. He said he's working on his ground game, his footwork. And as Greg and Andre can attest, a lot of times when you're throwing as a quarterback, your back foot, your back leg will have a tendency to kind of rise up like a pitcher off the mound. That can destabilize you at times. And so he's working to keep that foot on the ground, which makes him even more dangerous. You know, it's kind of like less praying and more slaying when you're throwing the ball there. But he is college football's number one passer. He is the best pure passer in the game. Great route with great coverage. He's the difference maker. You can blanket those guys all across the field, and it's an incredible receiver room. He can still make the difference. He is our best passer our best thrower of the football, and he's only getting better because of that self-awareness on his footwork. Yeah, George, he's going to be scary when he gets the footwork part of it mastered because you're right, he does throw one of the prettiest balls in, in the country. What I like, though, as well, is he, he started, he's two different players last year. He was a freshman pretty much when the season started. You could see the wheels turn as uh, at early in the season. But as the season progressed along, you started to see a guy that really understood what Ohio State was trying to do offensively, what they were trying to do from a playbook standpoint, and then allowing all that talent, that natural talent that he has and the talent that surrounded him last year to take over. That's why he's the favorite going into this season to win the Heisman. Well, he's the favorite because it's almost an impossibility to win it twice. I mean, that's why he's the favorite. But I also have to acknowledge <laughs> yes. what he did last year. And on the biggest stage, too, in the Rose Bowl, man, he might have had his finest hour. I mean, he had some great performances throughout the regular season. But you could tell he was a different guy in the last 15 practices. And it felt like there was a different air of confidence with how he directed the comeback against Utah. Man, he was decisive. He was accurate. He allowed Jackson Smith and Jigba to work on the middle of the field. He was throwing it and anticipating throws throughout the course of that game that were difficult throws to make on a routine basis. So uh, I think just the growth that we saw, sometimes you have to separate the regular season from what you see in the bowl game. And I saw a different guy in the bowl game than I saw in the regular season. What does that mean after an additional 15 practices in the spring, an entire summer as the unquestioned starter, and even more practices in fall camp? 
Are we going to see the guy every single week that we saw in the Rose Bowl? Because if we do, the college football world could be in trouble because C.J. Stroud was a man possessed that night in Pasadena. And if he carries that over into this season, it might be a very scary endeavor to try to cover up all those weapons that he has at his disposal. You mentioned that he, would you say he was a man possessed uh, in, in that game? He talked about how if he had more games to play, he feels like he would have been the Heisman favorite going into the Heisman ceremony if he had more games to play. So we'll see what he does this season. Let's go out west, shall we? Because one of the most intriguing and exciting quarterback storylines in college football this season is USC's Caleb Williams. He hopped on that PJ alongside his new head coach, Lincoln Riley, from Oklahoma. Williams replaced Spencer Rattler for the Sooners last season, throwing for 21 touchdowns and just Four interceptions. All right, I'm going to start with you on this one again, George. What intrigues you about Williams? His, his generational talent combined with his confidence and his swag. It, if I was going to wrap this for you guys, imagine, imagine Kendrick Lamar and Aaron Rodgers both enter into a phone booth. It's Caleb Williams who walks out the other side. He is... <laughs> I've been around him in high school. I've been around him just at Elite 11 a couple of weeks ago. Every time he picks up a football, you're like, I didn't know a football could do that. I didn't know a person could do that with a football. The interesting part to his transformation, though, in talking to him is two things. One, he is now leading from the front. It's, it's a lot of fun when you're in the bullpen and you're getting a chance to hear the crowd and everybody – cheer and anticipate you coming in and it's something to pick up the ball at the texas game and then take it over but he didn't have a chance to lead from the front because he wasn't the starter last year he came in midway took it over ran it now he's got to gel all these free agents that usc has acquired and take off with those guys secondarily um can he mac jones the ball downfield and Greg and Andre, Christine, you guys have watched him. He's a home run hitter. I'm a big play guy. But can you methodically 12, 15 plays, do the boring, um, drive them down the field, clock possession, check downs? Do you have that in your arsenal? That'll be something he'll have to kind of build and add with that home run prowess. But this is the biggest monster in college football. Yeah, he's got all the gifts that you could possibly ask for. He's insanely athletic. He's very accurate, has a big arm. Uh, I do think there's things in his game that I'd like to see him refine, just playing within rhythm, taking like what George just alluded to, taking the ordinary play, knowing that, yes, I can make the spectacular happen, but if I gain eight yards on a first down play, that's not a bad play. And I think there's sometimes, and I think you deal with this a little bit with running backs, you deal with it with superstars, every play that isn't a touchdown in their eyes is a failure. Well, with Caleb Williams, he needs to understand, man, anytime we've gained positive yardage on first and 10, anytime we pick up a key third down on third and three, if we gain four, that's great. If we gain 25, that's great too. But understanding situational football, I think, is the next part of his development. And at this point, man, he already showed us one thing last year, and that was against Kansas. That was, I thought, his, his finest moment was stripping the ball from his own teammate, understanding the circumstances of that play. That shows you he's very heads up. He's very aware. Now he just has to do that every single snap of every single game. But it's very natural early in your career to focus on making big plays, the wow plays. Now – do the little things, advance just a little bit, have a better understanding of situations, and the sky's the limit for what Caleb Williams could be. 
You guys have been uh, quarterback. You've been freshmen before. It's how hard can you throw it, how far can you throw it, and how quick can you score. That's what freshmen do under center. And and somewhere in there, you start to learn it. You start to learn game management, which I think is exactly what Caleb Williams is going to do uh, going into his second year now as a starter in Lincoln Riley's offense, though in a different, obviously, place. Uh, not in Norman, but out in Southern California. Uh, when you look at it, going into his second year, this is his second year in this offense. So you expect tremendous growth. Uh, from within the playbook for Caleb Williams, how to manage a game, uh, different scenarios that take place during a football game. I look for those things to kind of shine through with Caleb Williams. Yeah, he wanted big plays as a freshman. Now he's got a tremendous amount of free agent talent, as George would say, around him. Now it's his guy. And if I wanted somebody that has done it before, I would want the quarterback who's done it for me before if I'm Lincoln Riley, which is Caleb Williams in this in this instance, to step under center and teach the rest of the guys wh- exactly what we're doing. George, I want to go so- back to something that you said. Did you say Kendrick Lamar and Aaron Rodgers in a booth? Is that the mashup that yes. we're getting? Okay. It, it, <laughs> okay. I don't like the whole if two guys had a baby thing, but I like it. If those two together. both walked into a phone booth, yeah, it, it would be Caleb. Frohawk, lamb You're, chops, earrings. You're getting bars, too, of course. Bars, yeah, bars. Yeah, yeah, bars. <laughs> of course. Football of course. Style. All right, Williams has not played a snap yet at USC, and he has the third shortest odds to win the Heisman. All of those quarterbacks are hoping to lead their teams and strive for this, the College Football Playoff National Championship Trophy presented by Dr. Pepper. It's a thing of beauty. When we come back on College Football Live, the quarterback conversation continues. What do Jason Bourne and NC State's Devin Leary have in common? I don't know George has the answer to that one plus we haven't even started playing yet but some coaches are already coaching for their job we're going to get into that some of the names that must win this season to avoid the hot seat leaked tape that led to one of the biggest scandals in sports and changed the NBA forever. A podcast that unearthed it all. This is just like what 2014 was mm-hmm. like. Like there's yeah. a lot of wild stuff happening. And now a Hulu docudrama. TMZ was calling again and again and saying, we have a tape. Do you want to comment? 30 for 30 podcasts presents the Sterling Affairs. Let's talk clip. We reshot the scene and I could barely watch it because it was so uncomfortable. It was tough. A companion podcast to the FX drama inspired by the award-winning reporting of Ramona Shelburne, one of ESPN's top NBA reporters, an L.A. native, and someone who has been following the story from the moment it broke. Join Ramona as she sits down with the cast and crew of the show in spoiler-filled conversations and behind-the-scenes reaction to each episode. Man, this is crazy, but these people live these lives every day. Donald Sterling, this was his lifestyle for a long time. Listen to The Sterling Affairs. Let's talk Clipped wherever you get your podcasts.
Back with you on College Football Live, NC State's Devin Leary was named the preseason ACC Player of the Year last month. The junior threw for over 3,400 yards and 35 touchdowns last season for the Wolfpack, who are ranked 13th in the recently revealed coaches poll. Yesterday, the ACC Network caught up with Leary after practice in Raleigh. I think it is a huge honor. I mean, a little bit of my hard work and my film from last year is paying off, but at the same time, I know that puts a bigger target on my back each and every week. So I just got to prepare 10 times as hard as I did last year. You know, each and every week, I'm going to lay it all on the line every Saturday. I think with confidence comes huge preparation. And, you know, for me going into this camp, you know, I need to take that next step in the offense of, you know, getting us to better plays to different looks. If we have, you know, certain pressures or protection calls, you know, I need to advance myself in this offense to get us to better plays, get us to better protections. You know, just keeping in the back of my head a couple that was a sayings that we say in the quarterback room, you know, needy, not greedy. And, you know, always can't go broke <laughs> taking a profit. So whatever the defense gives us, just, you know, not getting too greedy right. just always being able to take that check down if we need to right. you know always just living for another play needy not greedy I like that George I'm going to start with you here <laughs> what should people know about Devin Leary Devin Leary in, in my opinion possesses the best traits of the other three quarterbacks he's a general like Bryce Young a pure passer on, on the level of CJ Stroud and he's a monster like Caleb but he's virtually unknown, and even when you see him, he's he's unassuming. Which to me, this is college football's Jason Bourne. But you can you can make a big mistake uh, underestimating someone like this. He's a killer, make no doubt. All that experience, all this talent, and uh, if you roll that into what he's going to be in his fourth year as a starter, he's basically the vice offensive coordinator with Tim Beck. He knows the system that well. They share that much uh, back and forth and technical elements. He knows what Tim Beck wants that much. He's basically like vice coordinator. And I would be very careful with uh, dealing with NC State and Devin Bourne. I mean, Devin Leary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got a lot coming back around him, too. Seven other, six other starters on the offensive side. Possesses a ton of experience, as George talked about. Throws a pretty, pretty ball and just an ec excellent arm strength from a guy that can, can move around, escape the pocket, from the pocket. He can make every throw. Takes care of the football is what I like the most. F only five interceptions last year to 35 touchdown passes to go along with almost 3,500 yards. This guy is, and I'm with George, watch out for, for NC State. And they go 9-3 and three last year with a ton of talent coming back on offense. Ten defensive starters Coming back to mess with that, that's a lot of talent back for, for uh, NC State to make a, a significant run in the ACC. And I think these, the sole reason why we're talking about NC State is a potential playoff darling, a potential dark horse, however you want to characterize where they're at. Part of the reason why they've risen, yes, they're great in the front four, front seven defensively. They have good weapons at wide receiver. They're talented along both lines of scrimmage. But, man, the quarterback is the guy – that makes it go. If you look at the ACC top to bottom, there are elite quarterbacks scattered throughout so many different rosters. We know all the different guys that teams bring back and the question marks that a couple teams might have as well. Devin Leary, you'd be hard-pressed to find a guy better that means more to his team than what he means to NC State. He's accurate. He has great ball placement. I think he has some savviness to it, too, where he's gun-running, can-run, will run, but doesn't rely on running the football. So I love his approach to the game. Plus, you can just tell, man, the way he talks, the way he's energetic, 
And the way you kind of get to feel when you're around him, he's just a competitor. I mean, you can just tell the guy wants to win. The guy wants to dominate mm-hmm. and will leave no stone left unturned in pursuit of his domination. So I really respect him and really am proud of what he's done the last couple of years. 35 touchdowns for him last season. That's a school record. It was previously held by Phillip Rivers. George, thank you so much for joining us. And for all of your analogies, it's been great. It's been great. (laughs) Thank Uh, you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's stay in the ACC for some not-so-good news. Wake Forest head coach Dave Clawson said today that starting quarterback Sam Hartman would be, quote, out for an extended period of time after having a medical procedure Tuesday night to address an undisclosed medical condition. Hartman is expected to be back this year. Mitch Griffiths will get the start under center in the interim. Dave Clawson spoke to the media today. He had a, uh, you know, a medical procedure that was non-football related. Um, you know, he'll we expect him to be back. It's too early to tell exactly what that timeline is. You know, I'm just very grateful to our our weight staff, our training staff, uh, our team doctor, Dr. Miles, the people at Wake Forest Baptist. You know, really what transpired over those 12 hours is just really incredible health care. Wake Forest will definitely miss their starting quarterback from the last two seasons. He accounted for 94% of the team's completions, 96% of their pass yards, and 98% of their passing touchdowns over the last two seasons. No other quarterback on the Wake Forest roster has more than 40 pass attempts in their college career. Greg, what kind of impact will this have on this team? This is significant because so much of their offense is based on post-snap recognition from the quarterback. The only way to generate enough reps with real game-time post-snap recognition is to be out there and to be playing. Sometimes you don't really know, especially within this offense, y'all, it's a little bit like the triple option with how you got to ride the mesh and you got to feel defenders. And if the defenders crash, you pull it quickly and throw it to an open wide receiver. They put a lot on their quarterback's shoulders, and Hartman has been a big reason why Wake Forest is experiencing somewhat unprecedented success so I think Andre is a massive loss just glad to know that he will be able to return and the prognosis won't be too debilitating to the point where he could miss the whole season yeah totally agree with you 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 talk about replacing that type of production not going to do it uh the thing that may give him a soft landing spot Greg uh is that they they start the season VMI I think then Vanderbilt and then maybe Liberty and I'm not sure if that gives them enough time to come back, but I think they can manage those three games without Sam Hartman. But uh, the, his leadership, being under center for so many years and, and uh, just being a, a, a player that you can lean on to know he's going to do the right things and, and, and basically permeate that through the roster, that's tough to replace. Yeah, good to hear that he'll be back, and hopefully everything is all right on that front. All right, when we come back on College Football Live, who's on the hot seat? We're taking a look at some of the coaches whose jobs might be on the line with a poor performance this season. All right, guys, we got to squeeze this in here. Greg, you go first. What coach do you have on the hot seat this season? Scott Frost has to perform. Was close last year, but close on the counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. 15-29 and 29 <laughs> record at Nebraska has got to be better this year, or else he could be looking at a different gig in 2023. Okay. 
Yeah, and for me, it's 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 Brian Harson at Auburn. When you open your press conference at media days and say, "Hey, you tried to get rid of me, but you didn't," uh, that's tough. Being close with Alabama that'll save you some time, but you got to start beating Bama at some point. It's the first time in a long time we haven't said Jim Harbaugh. What a great day. It's going to be a great college football season. We'll see you guys tomorrow. And um, Kendrick Lamar, Aaron Rodgers, that's Caleb Williams. We'll see you guys later.